This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? Generally, I'm um I'm pretty good. I think okay. it's interesting. Um this week has been like very rainy. It's really getting in the in the way of my of my walking, debilitating oh. walking habit. Oh no. How long do you usually walk for? I try to do the 10,000 steps, so, so I'll do you're, like... So you're going for steps, is what you're saying. I'll do... I mean, I, I do other workout stuff, but I do like... Th- I try to do three walks a day, like one early morning longer walk. Mm. So fucking boring. And then like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people are in the walking game now, and it's like... Uh, it's a. It's are you a doing thing, this yeah. instead of a workout? Like this is the workout. You're like, I'm getting my early walk on. I'm getting my late walk on. How are you spending your walks? Are you just looking at the sky? Are you listening to podcasts? I've got okay. I didn't little little secret. Um, I hadn't literally listened to any podcasts before quarantine. Mm. I was like not a. I was that person that you would constantly make fun of. I'd just sit here silently, being like, I'm not a podcast person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, would you give put the defense up? I, I do believe that podcasts are uh, as much about um, like uh, habit. Like it, it has to work in yeah. your schedule. That's why. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like so a ritual. So now it works in. Yeah, I love it. I listen to a lot of true crime. Uh, I got it. I mean, you and a lot of other women. I, that's a very big. Women love that. What is I with the women loving true co- crime? What is it? I love it. I don't know. It's like drama. It's like, mur- I'm much more. I, I don't really care about like serial killers particularly because like mm. that seems like about the person. I'm more into like the motive. Like man kills him, his wife. Man kills his whole family. Like what is the reason behind that? Okay, Do you know what I mean. Like what well, is why, his motive? <laughs> why? I, I guess there's you know it's some like dr- would say. Drama. Yeah. yeah, I guess the drama, but it's funny that you're like, why does the man kill his family? Why does the man kill his wife? Like, you're not like, why does the woman kill her husband? You, that's not of interest. You, there's a specific. Well, I mean, yeah, if I heard, I love one of those too. That, that's, yeah. I, I don't hear as many so... about that, but those are interesting also. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I'm saying, I just know that like with podcasts generally, the reason and when people are like, you know, ask about podcasts. I'm like, yeah, we have a big female listenership and women got into podcasts with cereal that I remember cereal being a thing that more women were now listening, like in, as opposed to just like a dude listening to, you know, you know, a Howard bunch of dudes, Stern or Howard Stern yeah. or like Joe Rogan, like that's very yeah. dude heavy. So yeah, yeah true I, crime. It, I love it. It's like uh, I get a little scared on my walk. Cause I'm like, ooh, maybe someone's following me. I'm listening <laughs> to like things about you know people stalking other people. It's a, uh, it really keeps things exciting in the boring world of quarantine for me. I yeah. listen. I hear you. We all have to find rituals. I am happy that people are using us as their ritual. I'm happy that people are using us to take their brains and put it on the shelf. We just taped 
a live virtual show. What a fantastic time. Thank you to everyone that came out. So much fun. We got to do more of those because I really think over the winter, I'm, I, and like you said, the rainy week here in New York, it's starting to you know, hit me that we are heading into a different type of winter. I don't know if you're feeling that a little bit too, but... Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was just because of like this week in particular or if it, I mean, it's also like, right, we're recording this a week early. So we're recording this Mm. week before like the election. It's a weird, tense time to be like on social media in the world. Everything's Um, heightened. So this episode comes out day after the election. Also, we're not going to talk about it at all. So if you want somewhere to have a little break from that, this um, is it. This is it. I think, like, honestly, like, I think that people, really need that now more than ever just like a Listen, distraction you get like you totally. said put and, your brain on a shelf to, uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you but i listen you know what you're getting from this podcast okay <laughs> like there are just like J- jordana just told you different genres of man killing his wife podcast <laughs> so you can find a political podcast to talk about these things I'm not, I, I don't mean to get like animated about this but if someone's like Jared, we, I mean, we're taping this before. We're letting you know. This is, again, as Jordana just said, brain on the shelf. We're talking about dating. Of course, we'll take your questions, election-related dating questions. I'm sure they exist as they exist for all dating things. They all have a different shade of something on them. So we'll take those questions, of course. But And, and I'm positive those questions will come. But. What Those we're questions, honestly, is, they've already come. We've we've kind of covered this on past episodes, just so people don't think they're like, "Oh, I wrote this question in, and you're mm. ignoring it." Like we have discussed, you know, differing political views among people you're dating on previous episodes. Yeah, but I mean, every if, if we get a cool, juicy one, uh, of course we're gonna answer it. It's, uh, but we know what we do, and you know, we just, I, you know, I just hope um, everyone can get a little bit of fun out of this because i mean i'm looking around i i I was like thinking about like man i used to do shows over the like christmas time was like the best time to be in new york for comedy like like my favorite night of the year was uh christmas eve because it was all jewish shows so it felt like i was like performing at summer camp like it was always and i'd get a lot of spots so i'd have a lot of opportunities to do new jokes so So you're a I, yeah, I, I kind of got, you know, a little bit, you know, a uh, little sad this morning thinking of like, oh, that's like my favorite night of the year for comedy. But listen, we pushed through. I mean, um, and I'm doing shows. I'm on the road this weekend. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Um, I'm coming to you for outside socially distanced shows. It's at the Fillmore parking lot. I heard it's going to be great. I heard the setup's awesome. So Charlotte, North Carolina, then I'm going to be in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Come on out. Bring the corn squad. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. And uh, again, like this podcast, I, that is an opportunity to, you know, let, let Papa JT take the wheel. <laughs> let, me, let me drive you to Little Laugh Town, USA. So, yeah. and, and I want to thank people before we get started for being so supportive on the Bachelor live scream or the Bachelorette live scream, I am having such a fun time yelling at the Bachelorette. And again, there's another episode on Thursday this week because of the election. So oh, I'm still is. doing it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on I'm Thursday very excited. this week. Okay, so last, by the, when you were listening last week, by the time you listened, yeah. This is going to be a big episode coming up. So, and I, I've been doing the, 
after show, a recap show. I've had Jordan Kimball. I've had Nicole Lopez Alvar. And I just had on Dylan Barber. So that's all on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. I do recaps. I have the interview with the guests. We try to like relate, get you some inside scoop stuff like Dylan Barber. I was like asking him what it's like to be on the show when you know you're not getting the girl. And I think that's like an interesting thing because well, that's every guy this season. That's what I'm saying with Claire. Yeah. All the guys kind of know she's not the one for them and she's picked her guy. So it was interesting to hear like Dylan was saying how it was interesting. It, it, it was interesting that Dylan was like, you're at it's up to the bachelorette to make you feel like a friend and let you have a fun time. And he's like, his perspective was like, it didn't seem like Claire was being fair to a lot of the contestants, which is an interesting, you know, sub element of the show. So I mean, if you're into that I've stuff, been watching. I don't usually I stopped watching a bit ago, but I restarted the season because it's just like a dumpster fire. It's a um, yeah, there's a lot going on and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying your commentary. It's very, very Thank funny. You. There's I mean, Claire is a complex character that has a complex relationship with the audience that lives in gray and it's not black and white. So I am really having fun. Like this show. Like we get a lot of like questions where it's like, let's dig in. Claire is that to me. There's so much going on there. And it's just a lot. So I'm having a good time. And my YouTube thing, the recap show, is a blast. So I would well, love for you guys to get get involved. Maybe next week we'll do a little if if this season ends, who knows? Um, we'll do a little breakdown of, of Claire's season as it relates to dating. I mean, that might be a great Sunday special because, I mean, there's a lot. Like, and the way she's playing it, it's like you want to love her, you want to cheer for her, and then she has moments where you're like, I can't cheer for that. Like, the way she acted at the roast, um, to me as a person, offended me, and then as a comedian, I wanted to throw my Claire TV out the window. Funny. Claire's yeah, like Claire. the worst. She's like literally the like when you're like this person's commenting on what's funny or what's not. You're like this is like the I like respect your opinion the least when it comes to this issue. The <laughs> absolute least. Basically, she did what is the most annoying thing to do is go is to laugh at jokes until the thing is sensitive to her. And it's right. like <laughs> it's like okay, so we have to abide by the rules in your head that you've created, like. What, 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 of course, I, I don't know. I could go. I, I'm about to go. go this comment. Right. The commentary about the, the comedy was worse than if she had been like if she had been watching like a heart surgery and was like, well, that's not how you sew up the ventricle <laughs> glands or like, you know, like, what the fuck are you talking about? It, it was absolutely <laughs> horrible. And it outed her and the in her biases and just it, it just wasn't it's. It's the episode started with her being heroic and yelling at that guy, Yosef, and ended with her being so bad that you forgot how heroic she was in the beginning. So we could go on and on. I don't want to make we got we got other places to talk. We should maybe do this we a do. Sunday special because I could we should could really once she's once she's done. But I think we could Abs do a full breakdown. Absolutely. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. 
hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think we got a good episode coming up, so should we get into it? Let's do it. What are we talking about? Today we're talking about like, do you think it should be a deal breaker if someone wants to see your Instagram before deciding if they want to date you? Like they demand okay, so, to see your. And I thought that you had an interesting um, thing. I remember you did you did a Q and A, and someone was like, "Are you single? Like I've got someone to set you up with." And you're like, <laughs> "So it made me think that your answer would be like, no, like you should automatically include that in Instagram." No, it's it, see I. I hear where what you're saying. So the question was that someone wanted to set me up, and on my I did a Q and A on my on my Instagram stories, and this person obviously doesn't know that um, I think because of the Bachelorette starting, I've gotten a lot of new followers lately. So she doesn't know that Jess and I are together and living together, and so I wrote, "No, I love my girlfriend. I live with her." But the way she was asking to set me up is a problem a lot of single people have is that the people trying to set you up aren't ta- aren't really looking out for you and your ability to say no and review the prospect of this date. Right. So when you so, so just on a side note, I don't I know this isn't the question. What do you think is the let's say like let's say you were single. Let's say yeah. I wanted to set you up. I, you know, I'm me, I'm like a yenta whatever person sure. I'm trying to like do some <laughs> matchmaking. I want to set you up. Yeah. How would what's what would be the best way that you could be approached about being set up if you're a single okay. person? Okay, so here's what people go wrong. The way this person approached me was wrong. She said, I know someone awesome that you should meet. No, 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 no. Everyone is awesome. Everyone is awesome in their special way. There's a butt for every seat. There ev- everyone is someone's foot. So when you say I have an awesome friend, I know you guys would hit it off. That gives me no ability to go, 
Well, let me see. Now I sound picky. Let me see the pictures. What does she do? What, how, mm-hmm. what, what made you think of me? Did you just think of another single person? This happens with Jews. Did you just think of another Jew that was single? This right. happens with uh, any you know background I, that you have. It, I'm sure it happens. Italian, uh, Indian, black, white, whatever it is, your religion, Catholic, Christian. I'm sure this happens for everybody. Yeah, or when it, I remember when it came to like my mom, it was like, oh, this person has a pulse. Yeah. You have a pulse. You're both alive. You'd be a great match. And and maybe in another era where you don't have a phone that's full of horrible matches, that would make sense. Because, you you know, maybe in an era where you were, the options were the people on your street and the people you went to high school with, that would be okay. But there's too many options right now for, and what you do for, for you to just go, to, to reveal a potential suitor like they're a prize behind door number one. Like, that's not how a person should be presented on a date. Because then what happens a lot, then people get accused of, first of all, it's your friend. So you're saying they're awesome. So now I'm being mean to both you and the friend. Now your friend isn't good enough. Now, if you, if I don't think the friend is my type, it becomes, oh, now I don't. Th- and you think they're good looking or you think they're better looking than you. Like, I now I've offended both of you. you think you're too good for them. Yeah, and it's like, who do you think you are? And it's like, everyone should be given the opportunity in a setup to say no. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you went through all the wrong ways. What is is the right? You're single. Okay. Um, Someone knows you're single. What's the, I want to set you up. What is the appropriate way to do that? So I think, and again, someone could like pull apart my language to say it sounds very similar, but I believe it's not, is... Hey, hey, Jordana, I was thinking about you the other day. I have this friend that I actually think you two might hit it off. And here's their Instagram handle. Here's their, you know, they do this. They're from here. They're this age. Um, I'm going to give you their handle. And I, I'm going to, like you know, give you their handle. And then I would say, at that, let me know if I should give them your number. Like, you have to okay. already have like the the the. So they the should already be interested. Not interested. I I think you got to go to one first. Which one do you go to first? Um, I think you go to the one who's less likely to say yes. Yeah, first. probably. I I don't know the the one you're closest with. If you're close enough to set them up, hey, I was thinking of this great person, and and do I? It's hard because there's. There's a point where you have to make sure both sides are up for it without setting people up for failure. You right. want to set people as much up for success as possible. So you got to tell one and not the other. You got to get one, one on board. So you go with the hotter person. You go with the hottest, <laughs> more successful person. Right. And then you're I'm like, if they're to, down, you assume hey, the other one would be down. Cause, Jordan, you know. I'm coming to you because you're going to have to be the breadwinner in this situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but they need a I, loan and possibly a date, please. But I think I think people want thoughtfulness. And again, this is very much a generational thing. We want, you know, the company that says something about us. We want the shoes that give away another shoe to someone in Africa. Like we 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 want like everything to be personalized. We want the, you know, how many companies do we work with? It's like take the test. We want people to be set up with us to take the test. Right. And getting set up can be a very offensive or personal thing because it's kind of like you're basically telling someone what you think of them 
by trying to set them up. And I think some people can get offended by that. Well, this is why you don't, you have to be, I think I've been offended by it because someone has just looked at two people and did it. You don't want someone to do their own Tinder. Like, I don't need someone to assume that we'd match based on looks. I want someone to have you and this person, we are friends in similar ways. And again, this might, you, someone might be listening, then, then how will I fix anybody up? Then maybe you should. Maybe you should right. fix up less people because this is hurtful to people when you don't have the personality in mind. You have to go, it's got to be personality first and then let these people decide because who knows what I'm into? Who knows what you're into? You don't yeah. know people's, uh, what, what, what someone, everyone thinks someone's hot. Right. Yeah, I agree. It can't just be about hotness. It has to be about like what you know that person is looking for. Hotness. Or, like, what kind, or, or you know what I mean? The kind of person that you can see that person getting along very well with. Yes. Hotness is not up to you to decide. That, that That's my, you know, and it's up to you to decide. I'll hey, be the I, judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, but then you have to give the person the ability to say no. And that's why I say might. I was thinking of you. Um, you and I get along in a very specific way, and it's the same way I get along with Joe Smith. And, hey, I'm just going to float you as Instagram. If you have interest, then I will figure out a way to give your number to Joe Smith. Right. And okay. I think that's the way to go. And then Joe Smith is going to be given the same amount of thoughtfulness. Hey, um, my friend Jordana, I think we relate – you know, Jordan and I relate in a certain way. You and I relate in a certain way. Are you looking to meet anybody? That's another question. Right. If and you're include looking, the Instagram. If you're looking, and, and also, and, and are, are you looking to meet somebody? If you are, I want you to check out my friend and ask me any question you have, but I won't let them know. Unless, and then you just say, and then at that point you go, Joe Smith's kind of ends with somebody. He's not, you know, that's an easy way to go. Hey, Jordana, I asked Joe Smith. He's actually started dating somebody. I'll and, let you know if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's over. Right. And now, now you've done your due diligence. But again, if, as the fixer-upper, we have to own that this is a hard job. Yeah. It's not for the, uh, you know, it, it gets more complicated than just like this person single, this person single. Let's see what happens. It's more totally. complicated than that. But the difference in today's question is that two people are on a dating app. Okay. So matching on the dating app, you have been given the information you've been given. You are there to date. This isn't, nobody's coming up to you with knocking you on the shoulder going, hey, are you single? You're saying you're single by being on the app. Right. Well, let me read the question. So, so read the question. Give them a little more context and we'll get into it. The listener writes in, hey, J&J, I think I'm literally your biggest fan, so I need the opinion of the holy grail of dating advice. You're welcome. <laughs> So I'm, Come drink from thine cup. Exactly. So I matched with a 33-year-old guy on ship on Friday. Very into the dating app choice. He go. messaged me asking how my day was going. I told him and asked the same blah, blah, whatever. He responded <laughs> on like Sunday. Sounds a good combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds riveting. He responded on Sunday giving an update on his weekend and then said, yeah. He said, we, we should get drinks this week. Want to text on Instagram? And then gave his Instagram handle. First of all, text on Instagram. Let's just call it what it is, which is a DM. Something, something about Some, being asked if I want a DM rather than text makes this feel to me, 
makes this feel off to me, especially since we barely messaged. Am I overreacting by thinking this is weird or should I just hit him with a follow? He's private and DM to see what happens. Sincerely to DM or not to DM. So I love this question. I think it's relevant to all, hey, let's move this to blankety blank app instead Mm -hmm. of texting. The difference between someone setting you up and not giving you an Instagram handle and, and this is there's a bio that you have made. You took time to create it. You've put pictures on there. I do believe this is a look in the mirror moment. She has to, I don't think this is all on him. She has to ask herself, is my profile uh, enough? Seem like it's bullshit? Yeah. She has to ask, is my profile enough? And okay. that's a question everyone should ask themselves. Is my profile enough? And if, if she looks at it and it's like her with a group of friends and then her in sunglasses, I, I, I would. And, or if she's gotten this question a lot, like, let me see D, your, your, like your Instagram, right. there might be a reason for it. But that being said, the difference is you have this profile built. When the setup scenario, the person setting you up is the, is the dating profile for the person they're trying to set you up with. So to say like, so you, someone setting someone up should give you as much information as a dating profile would. And also a setup is above a, a dating app in the, in the ladder of how you want to be fixed up. Setup is number one. So it should be better than this dating app scenario. But I'm not going, but, it, but I'm not, I think this is a bad thing. Well, yeah, to me, it seemed like a bad thing because like, okay, but here's the thing. I know we've discussed this about Snapchat and Snapchat Mm. to me would seem like the worst thing because Snapchat, you're like, it disappears. There's no paper trail. They don't want to owe you anything. This seems like a less bad version of that that is still worse than asking for your number. I totally agree. You're doing this for a reason. You're doing, there's no, there's not no reason. Let's start at that. There's like, and otherwise you would just give someone your phone number. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you hiding? What are you trying to do? Uh, I wrote down a couple of things. Um, I I call Snapchat the land of casual. I would agree with you. I think Instagram DM is casual. Like that's just a casual conversation that you can unsubscribe from. You can block that person. You can turn it off. A phone number you really don't turn off. I mean, sure you can block a caller, but. It's just you're still kind of you're always in the phone. Right. It's funny how there became this like hierarchy of like messaging. Totally. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, nowadays, I know exactly. if you're texting someone, that's like certain level of almost like intimacy, which is weird. Well, because it's the same place that you're talking to your mom and dad and your sister, your brother, right. your loved ones. I mean, that's your, it's intention- your it's more intentional to me. It, more. In- I totally agree. Plus the fact you ever like DM'd with a friend and texted at the same time. Yeah. And they're two different conversations. The D, it, it, think of every time you've DM'd and texted with a friend at the same time. Like Jess and I do that a lot. We'll be DMing and we'll be texting at the same time. The text will be real talk. The DM right. is la la land. It's oh, look at this meme. Look how much fun we're having. We're, we right. could be in a fight and text and, and fucking in DM world. 
the DM is like reactionary. Like we're reacting. We're like, we're conversing about a reaction to something on the internet. And I totally. feel like the text is like intentional. Like I'm try, I'm going out of my way to say something to you. Absolutely. It's conversational. And I, I think for this woman, her question is, uh, am I overreacting? I, I, it's interesting to me that I, as a guy, I, I don't know if this speaks for every guy or just me. I've never thought if I was overreacting with my feelings. Like, I, I never get in the position of well, like, am I overreacting? Because, like, I, I guess I, I just don't see eye to eye with that question. Well, to women's defense, we are may, often made to seem that we're overreacting from men. So I sure. think that, like, maybe that's a little bit more bias. Like, um... You know, you, if you if you come on too strong or you get too upset about something, I feel like you're accused of being like too much or like clingy or like obsessive. And I feel like sure, for men, I, if you do that, it's almost like romantic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and that leads to your murder mystery podcast. Exactly, I, I, it all I, comes full circle. It always does. I yeah, I just because you're accused of something doesn't make it true. So I I I agree with what you're saying completely. I. I, I that's an unfairness of society. I I just think like for her like this kind of this this lands to me in the is it a deal breaker if the guy doesn't pay? Like I think this could be okay to certain people. Like I uh, right. If you're looking for casual to me it would be okay if I was looking for casual or maybe even if I wasn't and my again like if I looked at my profile like you said and I was like, mm. you know what? Like Maybe like I have, it's not totally clear which person I am I'm wearing sunglasses. There's no full body shots. Like this person kind of wants to like know what I look like before asking me out, which I think both people are entitled to see the full picture of the person that they're going to go out with, especially these days. I don't think it's like, but yeah, I think she's also entitled to say no. I think she can say like, Hey, like I actually, uh, I am not really that into DM. Like I'm not on Instagram that much. I'm not really that into DMing. Here's my number. Yeah. I, I, Listen, if she wrote the email, she should say no. So I, I, she's not wrong. If she wrote the email, she should say no. I also think, yeah, you're seeing, they're seeing if you're worth the date. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot to do with that. This guy is like, let me get in the Instagram. Let me see if they're a partier, if they're more, you know, buttoned up. Like that, your Instagram says a lot about you, whether you like it or not. And, and, or it's telling a story that maybe you don't identify with, but it is saying something to a prospective dater. Definitely. And I think so, that there's something wrong with that. I mean, I think especially if people are, I think also people get to a certain point where they've been on enough dates where the person either doesn't look like what they said they look like, or, you know, they have a totally different personality vibe and they kind of feel like I'd rather just like save my time and energy for someone that at least I think I might have somewhat more in common with or feel like I'm avoiding, you know, meeting people that are that I keep running into the same issue yeah I I but I I know you're against I, like giving out the Instagram before the day I'm against it because I think if you can't get what you want out of the app then this isn't the match it should be I think if it's if it's not a smooth takeoff you shouldn't be landing like right like if you're not if if you're going hey let me get your number uh, let's set up a date for this week. And he goes, yeah, well, well let, I do Instagram first. And you go, and, and again, your response is perfect where you go, 
hey, I'm not looking. I don't really exchange Instagram with people this early on, but I'd love to give you my number. And they go, well, I'm not doing that. Okay, goodbye. That's game right. over. But if your response, if their response to that is, oh, okay, cool. Here's my number. Let's do a date. I think if I was to look at the percentages of you getting that date, they've gone down immediately. Like he'll be agreeable, and then all of a sudden he'll cancel because, again, this wasn't the smooth takeoff he wanted, which isn't right. You know, which is you should uh, a lesson learned, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the respectful thing to do is get their number and then look up their handle like a normal person without telling them. Yeah, hope, and hope they're public. <laughs> and look at their LinkedIn, their Tinder, their you know Squarespace, and all that right. stuff. I also yeah. I agree with what you just said about like um the like saying that you don't want to add someone too early or you're not just adding anyone. I think that's like a good standard to have. I also just don't think we need to be connected on social media with someone that we don't know yet. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair response. There's nothing crazy in, hey, I don't connect this early with people that I meet on dating right. apps. But I'm definitely down. And again, stay positive. But I'm definitely down for that drink. Here's my number. Let me know. Right. Like, and uh, you know, even looking back at their conversation where she says, I told him and asked him, same, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, it was, there is an element of like, you don't have to go out with everyone that asks you off the app. Like, some conversations right. aren't enough to get off the app. They shouldn't yeah, and, be. And I think the more you actually say like what you want or the kind of person that you are by like saying like, I don't add people, like you're actually even telling them more about you than talking about your fucking weekend. Like they're learning a lot more about what you will and won't kind of like take and what your stance is about like dating, I think, than than other things. So it's better to say that earlier and then they'll get a sense of like what your actual standards are. Yeah, absolutely. And like also there are these people on these apps that like I would assume a guy on the app being like, hey, this was hey, how was your weekend? Mine was good. We should do something Sunday. That guy's like trying to get a casual situation going because he's it, it, a date is nothing to him. He'll ask anybody. Right. Yeah. He'll ask anyone whose Instagram checks out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their T-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt. It's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems. And it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. 
Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Do you want to do some awkward sex? Yeah, let's do it. Send in your awkward sex. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, J&J, long-time listener and felt the need to answer the call for better awkward sex stories because, boy, do I have a hilarious story for you. I'll jump right into it. (laughs) For some context, I ended a relationship right at the beginning of quarantine and then was forced into a four-month dry spell. As things started opening up again, a group of my college friends planned a weekend away in Newport, and one of the nights we were there, we went to a little house party thrown by some guys we knew from college. We showed up late and hammered. I walked into this party on a mission to get laid for the first time in months and immediately made eye contact with a really hot guy. I Man, that guy, boy, was he lucky that night. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, that's, I feel like that's like the, the <laughs> jackpot. Like we have someone who's like ready to go. Casual. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. She, that she knows exi- she's not expecting like anything. She just wants to have a good time. Yeah, that song's playing. It's been a while since I've been laid, and I'm into you right now. It's been a while. I'm all soaking wet. I didn't even rain outside tonight. Like, oh my god! Before, but before you, before you finish this email, I have to also just give a little shout out to the listeners because I don't. Did we say something about not having great awkward sex submissions? Because we have gotten like tons. There were like very oh, really? few, and now I've got like so many to choose from. We, it's great. There's like a ton I think of them. people. I think you know. Uh, thank you, listeners, and I think people like sometimes are like, "I got this story," but yeah, I'm sure they got a million. And it's like, no, we want some uh, the hardcore shit. We want to hear some awkwardness, right? Yeah, and they're really funny. I think they're great. And so thank you guys for for heeding our call to action. <laughs> To send these stories because they're they're great and we've gotten a lot of them. We put away some acorns for the winter. We're ready to go. Um, exactly. What I also like about this line in this email is uh, I walked to this party on a mission to get laid. That is, that's every guy every night he leaves the house. Let's like, can <laughs> we, like 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 the idea that she's like tonight's and I'm gonna get laid night. Every guy you're looking at, yes, even the guys in the cargo shorts, even the guys that are wearing the stupid shirts, even the guys with uh, the hat on that looks stupid on them, they thought that would get them laid. They were on a mission. That's how ridiculously stupid we are. This is like, like the idea we're, that like 
there's a click into I'm going to get laid mode is so foreign to me. That's so fun. I mean, like, I feel like the female, not for everyone, obviously not including this girl, but I feel like a lot of times it's like, tonight I'm going to meet my husband. <laughs> it's a husband night. Yeah. We'll I'm see. feeling it. <laughs> we ended up talking all night and at one point started making out in the kitchen. Ooh, I love it. As we snuck upstairs away from the party, we found both master bedrooms occupied by ma- by friends and their old college hookups. Man, everyone what kind was of night looking is to get down. I, I love this party. It's like a key party. Also, two master bedrooms. That's, Good point. I didn't even think of that. One's got to be the you know. Two, it's probably like two bedrooms with a large with a normal bed. Okay. That's what she means. Like a so queen we went, or a higher. <laughs> so we went into the only open room, the bunk bedroom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Nevertheless, we started hooking up and he was on top of me on the bottom bunk. Then he started to move his way down on me, uh, popped up too quickly and banged his head on the top bunk. Oof, I've had that hurts. Ugh. Just a, like not seeing the ba- head bang coming. Oof, brutal. Right. Well, this is like why cha- if you go to a share house, no one wants the bunk bed. Yeah. It, it, it is also when you hook up in a bunk bed, it's a little weird. You're like, this, yeah. this isn't what this was made for. This was made for, you know, playing house children. and making forts yeah. and children, not, you know, a guy going down on a chick. Right. <laughs> Uh, she writes like a champ he shook it off and continued on his quest down under she makes it so romantic things were great until he popped back up again because his nose started gushing blood I started freaking out but he seemed I started freaking out but he seemed barely phased said it happens to him a lot grabbed a blanket wiped the blood off my legs held his (laughs) nose for a minute looked at me and he said he's good to go (laughs) <laughs> these are some some seriously sex starved people i feel like i love it i i just love it. he's like put me in coach i'm good <laughs> oh my god it's Gives like a, a big it, thumbs up from down their legs this is how you imagine people who are starving once they get you know they, <laughs> they get access to food they're just like i don't give a shit i'm gonna eat it I'll in eat two anything. seconds yeah <laughs> at this point i was still on a mission to have sex despite the bloody nose and bunk bed difficulties so we got back to it this time I got on top and started riding him until I inevitably banged my head on the top bunk and turned over surrendering to the fact that despite our best efforts, this just wasn't going to work. But then he got up. He's like, his penis looked at him and was like, you get back out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then he got back up, threw a bunch of pillows on the ground, picked me up and gently placed me on the floor where we continue to have sex. Oh, so, so romantic. So romantic. As we were banging on the floor, his friend came barging into the room, which was his room, to find us covered in bloody nose, uh, bloody nose blood, ass naked on the floor. At that point, we both started cracking up because it was all just so absurd. But needless to say, that was the final straw. And I frantically grabbed my clothing and started running out to find my friends. He gave me his number, but despite it being more of a hilarious hookup than an awkward one, I never reached out. Just found out through our mutual friend that he ended his NYC lease because of COVID and will be moving back to Boston where I am. So maybe I should hit him up for more success uh, for a more successful round too. Yeah, why not? All right, right? Sure. Hope yeah. you guys get a laugh out of this one, which I like to call bloody bunk bed banging, but can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. So, so this is a great email. It's absolutely, what do you think? What do you got names for it? Anything? 
Uh, I mean, I, I was the, actually like I didn't even notice that she named it. I called it the bunk bed bang, but I think oh, that okay. she's got a she's she did a did a pretty good job. What do you think? The uh, I I I was called this. I just named her fr- their friend Steve, the Steve that broke the camel's back. Um, <laughs> it it wasn't meant to be. Not in the least feast. Bunk bed blunder against all odds. Persistent penis, the final <laughs> straw, and then the last one was, was a bloody mess. Feeding frenzy. I like that. <laughs> bloody mess. Would you red flag or deal breaker? I, I would have finished the job. I'm sure one of them wanted to. I, 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 this it seems like they're both into it. Neither of them was like it wasn't slowing really any of them down. I'm like, that's kind of like it's it's kind of I can imagine walking in on that and just being like, what the hell is going on like (laughs) everyone's bleeding like what are they into yeah right like a very it's it's uh i respect the commitment to you know finishing (laughs) it up it would be funny um, to walk in and go and just go wow that was a heavy flow but good for you guys like (laughs) i remember okay in like this was like in a club i think i was like 19 years old um my friends and i met these like models at a at one of the clubs back in the day in new york city we wound up going back to like their apartment and they lived in like the Upper West Side and we were like, okay, like we'll go like see and hang out. And we walk mm-hmm. into their apartment um, and there was, it was like Zoolander. There were two bunk beds in the oh, apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, a lot of models live that way, I think. I guess so. To us, we were like, oh my God, this is absurd. But like... Um, there's actually, I think there's, I think there's actually been some like horrific tales of those places they're like model houses where they like they search these people out and they go you're gonna be a model i want like they'll be like you you gotta be a model and they'll be like move to new york city and they set up a room for them in these houses i think this is like a thing oh wow you just it just seemed a lot more sinister than we than we were like making fun of them about we were like what are these losers we're like in these bunk beds together in this like studio apartment (laughs) yeah they're like they're like just like really skinny girls from Iowa that like they were told like well, you're going to be the next Giselle. But, yeah, they're, but these guys, are guys are from the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I think this is like, I'm sure someone's going to send us like a New York times article about the like horrific state of these homes. <laughs> like the horrific, I, the horrific plight of, uh, of male models in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. I think Zoolander was more based off of truth than people even would believe like the idea that like models live together in a house. Right. And I think the idea is so funny because you think you have to think like those models are probably like getting like a ton of people to go back with them and they're all coming sure. back to these bunk I, beds. I, <laughs> just partying. Like, can you imagine like just show you like, oh, my like you're showing up at the Zoolander house like if it's a fun one, you know, like <laughs> it's just like all these there's orange models. frappuccinos. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I guess that's one of those things that like the amount we all imagine like just hot people being hot in a house is like the most fantastic and wonderful thing but i'm sure if you got there it's just like all like hair irons and makeup everywhere and people like feeling horrible about themselves like no totally i think it's like there's like the Gigi hadids with rich parents who probably have a great setup and then the, your average midwestern model is like sure, not having that glamorous of a life yeah, because someone saw them walking with their mom on the way to the Rockettes one Christmas, and yeah. then they're like moved. They're like, I guess I'm a model now, and then they try their hand at like just like anything. Like I mean, there. I mean, 
there's some comedians that are splitting apartments right now that are, you know, you wouldn't want to get brought back to that house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true as well. These are just, I just thought it was so funny because there was just like this, these like beautiful people like you just imagine. <laughs> not that comedians can't be beautiful, but no, you know. Listen, but usually not. Like I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I guess. I've never had the scenario with a bunk bed. I, I've been on the worst bed situation to me was always like the college single bed that you're like, it's just like everyone always, has that bed. Yeah, exactly. So there was really no. And then you're like, you want to be an adult in college. So you're like, hey, we'll have a sleepover. Oh, I had in I did have a bunk bed in my fraternity. We uh, we had bunk beds and I was Were you sleeping. in one. Yeah, I would sleep in the bunk bed, and um, one time, actually, I can't believe I didn't think of this, so my, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast, but my junior fall, me, myself, and three guys decided to put all our beds in one room, and then take all our couches and put it in the room next door. So we were in room five okay. and six in our fraternity. Like all adults do. Yes, we were all 21, and there was four of us. So the four of us had our beds in one room, and then next door was like the hangout room with like two T. And we thought it was great because we were like, we got two TVs and four couches. And we changed the name of six to 6A because it was a better six with all okay. the couches. And then we changed the name of room five to bunkzilla and everyone referred to it as bunkzilla because it had all the bunk beds so it was just four men sleeping in one room in in two bunk beds and then one night we all brought women home so it was just like shack i think they call well, it, it was like eight, ad- eight adults just sleeping in one room it was ridiculous oh my god what's the age <laughs> in which that's no longer appropriate i think 21? the minute you graduate a state school like i think that's a state <laughs> school you know, like a graduation. I'll, I can't, you know, but it goes both ways. Why would we do that as men? And then why would the women, the women must have been like, what are we doing with these jokesters? Right. This is the low point. Here we are. <laughs> like, yeah, now they're I think all moms ab- and shit. When we were abroad. We used to, we would do, we had like almost like in these hostels, like you'd have bunk beds. And yeah. I think that was also a situation. Yeah. Listen, I, I, the the bunk bed plight, I get it. Um, but ours were at least queen size bunk beds. That was actually nice. Oh, that's totally different. To it, right? It changes yeah. things. Totally different story. I mean, that's a queen size bed in college. It's like a luxury. Killing it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. 
Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. At Orbit, they know that from bad breath to bad behavior, like ghosting, dating can get dirty. Whether it's masked up in person or dating from home in this new normal, people are finding new and creative ways to stay connected when it comes to dating. Either way, Orbit wants you to keep it clean. Because a clean mouth and fresh smile is all you really need to shine in the dirty world of modern dating. Nothing breaks your confidence more than trying to navigate the world of modern dating. When faced with the dirtiness in dating, it's hard to know how to confidently respond. Someone needs to clean it up. In this period of a worldwide pandemic, the way people are interacting with each other has changed. And this puts more pressure on both the online and offline dating dynamic. Keep It Clean allows Orbit to live wherever dating does, whether that's online, offline, or in between. Jordana, I got a red flag deal breaker for you. You ready? Let's hear it. You're dating someone, everything's going great, but they dispose of their gum everywhere that isn't a garbage can. They'll put it under the table. They'll just spit it on the street. Are you okay with that? They, they have no thought of that gum being someone else's problem. No, I'm out on that. That's like a littering thing. I feel like it's like, okay. and gum is so sticky. Like, I feel like it would eventually wind up in my hair. And if it wound up in my hair, I would have to like, <laughs> well, for their safety, I would have to be out. I, 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 I understand the hair thought. I wouldn't want that either. Right. Um, but like seeing a woman just spit gum randomly, like I'd be like, you know, who raised you? Like there'd be right. an element of that. Um, it's very uncultured. I, it is uncultured, but I, but I'm that uncultured person. Like I, but what would really annoy me is if 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 the person I was dating just put it in the middle of the street, I'd be like, you're you're the reason someone's shoes are ruined. Like that yeah. type of lack of care for other people, I would have to it would be a deal breaker for me, I think. I agree. I would equate that to like having a dog that you just let go to the bathroom everywhere and don't clean sure. up after it. Like, yeah, could you date that person? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I it would. Yeah, I think it would ruin the relationship. I agree. We're yes. both out. We're both out. Gum is important to us. Gum, 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 gum etiquette is also gum important. E- to yeah, us. gum etiquette. Orbit is helping you clean up dirty dating. To find out more information on how to keep it clean, follow Orbit Gum on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And to find out more about Orbit Gum, go to orbitgum.com. Let's do another email. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. UUP at betches.com. Hi, J&J. Love the podcast. I'll jump right into it with a question. What are your thoughts on cameras inside the house? When my boyfriend and I first moved in together, we both agreed it's not our thing and would be weird. But now we've been living together for three years and noticed a lot of our friends and married couples also have them for various reasons. I decided I wanted one to check in on our husky who got major separation anxiety from us being home due to COVID. And now we're both going back to work. 
One night I went to Starbucks quickly and came back to a chewed up ant trap. Having the camera just puts me at ease seeing her sleeping or not chewing on anything she shouldn't be. Also a better option than being in a cage for eight hours a day. Okay. Uh, we've had we've had the camera now for about a week and I had to work late one night. I came home to find the camera unplugged. I couldn't help but instantly react and asked ask why he, I assuming he is the is the uh boyfriend, uh instantly react and ask why he unplugged it, even though I already knew the answer. He didn't want the camera in the first place. I'm more annoyed since he doesn't trust me when I tell him I would only look look at it when the dog is home alone and thinking I'm some crazy girlfriend who needs to spy on her boyfriend. Uh, this camera is now causing awkward tension and bringing up trust issues. I didn't know we had, what are your thoughts? Sincerely the trustful Husky. Yeah, this is a, um, this is a tough one. I can tell you what he was doing. He was masturbating like this. Right. I mean, like that was my initial first thought too. Yeah. Although I, I kind of do wonder why he wouldn't just go in the bat in, in the bedroom, but Here's my thought. No, it's on, a, he likes a new spot. He likes to bash me in front of the TV. He set up his computer to connect to the TV. He's got a thing. He's got a schedule. I, he's got a comfort level. I, 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 that's the only reason I could see. I don't think he's sneaking a woman in, you know, like every day. Like, I, I, that would be outrageous. Uh, but, I hope no one's masturbating on my expensive couch. I love this couch. <laughs> yeah, he's putting out <laughs> towels, I'm sure. I, I, I. I, these cameras are getting more and more are, are out there more. Because we, I see them with the wilderness. People put them on outside the house. And now you start to see these like videos of people like, look at the Bears. rabbits I get. Yeah. Like and you're like, cool, that's cool for the rabbits. But I don't want to be the fucking rabbit. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I actually think that she's kind of in the wrong here. Yeah, um, I don't agree with her stance. I think that everyone is entitled to privacy in their own home when they're alone in their home. And even if you, even if you, you're not going to watch, I don't think like, so if you're not going to watch, why do you care? I know. And, and she says that it makes her feel better. She gave this reason for making you feel better. But if you're made to feel better for one minute of day, is it worth the thousand other minutes that day that you don't feel great? Like it, like knowing that the dog isn't chewing on anything, like, I get that, but you wouldn't, like, you would have came back to the chewed thing no matter what. Like, what else would have chewed on it? Your husband? Like, he wasn't but chewing he, on the ant trap. Trap. That's not even the, th like, as I'm saying, I think she's saying, like, she doesn't want him to unplug it when, he, she doesn't want the dog to be alone. But then the, the boyfriend comes home and unplugs mm. it when he's home, so she shouldn't even need it then. That's yeah. why it seems especially, because he's not even saying, like, okay, I don't want it in the house at all. I mean, maybe he said it says he doesn't like it. But I think he's just saying, okay, fine, like you can have it for the dog, but when I'm here alone, I don't want anyone being able to watch me. Yeah. No, I, I'm, is, I'm with him. I wouldn't want that either. I want to be able to masturbate on top of the couch while completely naked while no one fucking sees that. Like I, I want to be, be on top of my desk masturbating like a gargoyle. Like I want to be doing anything I fucking want. Right. Like that's my I don't right. think it's about like he's unplugging it because he's like, oh, like I want to do some sneaky shit or no. like because he doesn't trust her to not watch it i think he's kind of like i don't even want like any like the option of this footage out there and i like he, i want to yeah, be able to I'm relax in my own home and not feel like i like could be watched and also like i feel like sometimes that kind of thing starts innocent enough where when she's like oh i was looking at the dog and then i saw that you were actually like eating chili on the couch and i don't really sure. like, like that like she, he doesn't want to live in a police state 
No, I think that's I'm totally with fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like one day she's like, I saw you were masturbating lefty. Like I, I <laughs> like who needs like to be questioned on everything they do? I'm with you. She's got to let this go. Get rid of the camera. I actually would compare this. Jess, what's the app that you like to look at? Jess is big on the Citizen app. And I get why people like the Citizen app, especially women. Do you have what the app? What does it app? do? No. It tells you crime that's happening as it's happening. So if there, and it, and it will stay on your map for like a week. You can like see, you can pick out your address and see all the crime reports that have happened around you on the map. Okay. And it's like, it's like if you went to Google Maps and you just wrote in restaurant. And, okay. and and then all the little dots for restaurants showed up around you. But instead of restaurant, you just wrote crime. So then and all then it would the show dots. You all the crime. I feel like for New York City, the, that would get overwhelming. There's crime, I feel like, everywhere. This is my point. And it's right. like, I understand if you're walking home late at night. Listen, I, I'm not saying, this isn't a negative against the, I, I guess it is a negative. But I, I think, like, there'll be nights where Jess is like, like we'll just name like seven horrific crimes that happened within three inches of us and 10 minutes after we left that area. And it's like, I don't know if I need that stress in my life. Of course, I want to know if a neighborhood is safe or not. Of course, I want to make sure my walk home is safe. But there is a thing of like, the more you search these things out, the worse you feel. And it's like, you can't really avoid life at a certain point. Like, you can be agree prepared, I- but you can be. But I mean, the, to see that a murder happened uh, a week ago on the drive that you went. I don't know how helpful that is psychologically. I, I don't know. I don't even have an issue with her watching the dog. It's kind of like a baby monitor to me. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you'd watch your kid in the other room or you get it and you, the kid makes noise like that to me is fine. I just think like she's getting what she wants. Let him unplug it when he's home. The whole point of the reason that you got it is sure. so that you could watch the dog when the dog's alone. I think. That's fine. I understand that need of like, you know, I kind of just want to be able to like check in on the dog. But if if the boyfriend's home and you still want it plugged in, I do think that like if you're saying if she's saying it's causing awkward tension to bring up trust issues I didn't know we had, then like, yeah, I think it's like if you are if you're that paranoid about him unplugging it when he is home and trying to relax, then you probably do have trust issues. You probably don't trust him. Fair. Yeah, I. I yeah, I'm with I'm with you 100 percent. I. I. I think that's why I brought up the citizen thing because it's like you've brought these trust issues up kind of like you forced yourself into this position of seeing things you didn't want to see, seeing that you guys have a disagreement. And it's like, are you more worried because you this thing was created or were you worried before? Like, again, you, I, what you're saying is correct where it's like, are there now are there trust issues or was it just... <laughs> that you brought a camera in and you've made this a little bit too important than it needs to be. Right. To me, it kind of indicates like the fact that she's like upset that he doesn't, that he wants that he doesn't quote unquote trust her to not watch is like, yeah, you could like, it's like saying like, give me your, give me your password. And if you won't give me your password to everything, then like you don't trust me to like not, go into your phone and hack it and do whatever it's like yeah i trust that you won't do that but that still doesn't mean i want you like looking at all my texts yeah (laughs) and and i i guess it's well to me it's uh, maybe closer to the location thing 
Share your yeah, location. The, the location, yeah. That that would be more applicable to this because it's like, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, the dot on your screen that you can just watch and make sure I'm exactly where you where I say I am at every hour. Like, just trust that I am. Just right. trust that, and it's like, just trust that I'm unplugging it because again, people take the put the thing on their computer camera. What you know, you like I. The, they people will oh, block yeah. off their, they don't want them to see anyone that yeah the computer camera because of like nsa shit so like i can understand that he would be like a little paranoid to have like a camera on him all day long not just because of you yeah plus like maybe he's like picking his nose he just doesn't want you like watching him or like sure. happen, he doesn't want you to happen to see it maybe it's like kind of an innocent thing but he's just like i want to like be able to fully relax and not worry about it yeah I'm, I'm with you i i think we both agree i i I think I think get rid of it completely. I think the idea of like the I think you've gone down the, the toothpaste is out of the toothpaste tube. Like every time she sees that thing unplugged, I think she's gonna be like brought well, back. I I per- I think the better solution is to keep it and to have her work through her own shit. Cause I feel oh, like that's yeah. just pushing the that's almost pushing the issue down the rug. It's like eventually like I mean everyone What's the next thing? every single person with a baby has a baby monitor. It's like a necessary yeah. thing. It's like you had to figure out like I think it's more about like this is a great opportunity to confront your like actual issues. Like, do I actually trust this person? And then have that conversation. And if you don't like explain maybe why that is, because it's clearly not about the the camera. It's clearly sure. like he like I don't know if it seems like she's paranoid that he doesn't trust her or she doesn't trust him to like see what he's doing there. It seems like, I'm not really sure exactly yeah. who the trust issues about. And I think this conversation starts in an apology. Like, hey, I'm sorry for putting you in the position that you didn't feel comfortable in your own home. But I guess I'm yeah. feeling like really weird about this. And this is my issue. But it's something I got to work through. But also want to keep talking to you about. Like, that doesn't mean you don't communicate it with him. No, I agree. I think you can. that. It's a good almost like a good opportunity to get into that conversation about what's really going on, which seems to me like it'd be something bigger. Totally. You want to play some games? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. We have a really good one. This is uh, user generated, which is these are the red flag deal breakers we like the most. Um, And it's an email or this TikTok went viral and someone tagged me in the TikTok and they and I wrote, I was like, send it into the UUP pod. And they wrote it. She did. So she writes, hi, below is a submission for your podcast. It was my first upload on TikTok and has about 60,000 views. I was very shocked it went viral, but also not because it's so ridiculous. Smiley face. So let's play it. I moved to Denver six months ago and I've been dating casually. Met this dentist on Hinge and he asked me out on a date. So I was like, all right, let's do this. Overall, not a bad date. We both have one entree and two drinks and then the waitress drops the check. So he turns to me and he goes, Oh, so like I'll pay two thirds and you pay one third. Is that cool? What? Uh, don't you just want to split? And he goes, No, no, no. Like I want to pay two thirds. Like I'll pay two thirds for you and you can pay one third. I'm like, okay, sure. We can do that if you want. The waitress comes, picks up both of our cards. She asks if we want to split for the third time. Uh, I'm gonna pay two-thirds and she'll pay one-third. Yeah, that's... That waitress looked at him like he was such an idiot. 
Is this like a power play or something? So, Jordana, what do you think? Is it a power play or what do you, is it a red flag deal breaker? What do you think? I feel like it's a very failed attempt at showing like a sort of sense of like feminism or equality in thoughts because to me, unless it's really about the money, the two thirds thing I think is more offensive than splitting. I kind of agree with like her notion there. Yeah. It's like this power play. We, it is a power play. It it feels like that. I could understand how it felt that way. Right. To me, it's kind of like he's saying I'm like two thirds of a feminist. I'm not like completely a feminist. Like I don't think that like, we should split it. I'd still like to pay for more, but I'll allow you to pay for a third because like women's rights. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect I, you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's as if he was like, listen, I want to cover that extra 23 cents that men make more than women. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't make double, so I'm not going to pay for it all. But. Sure. Yeah. I, I, there's a couple things. She said they got both an entree and two drinks. The only thing I can think of is that his entree was more expensive, so he didn't feel con- – or his drinks were more expensive. That's the only, like, realistic, like – like, I'm trying to think of paths his brain went down. It's more realistic that his brain went down the path of, to me, that his costs more, so he'll pay more. But then why not just say that? Like, hey, right. you know, it, it, why not just, like – Give you have to give a reason to the two thirds. Uh, you're a crazy person. Like you right. have to, right? Do you think this scenario isn't like? Do you think there's any way he like want like? Does he want to go on another date with her? To me, like I would never do this if I wanted to go out with someone, or I would never expect. I would expect someone who did this to me to be like not interested at all in a second date and assuming that. I wouldn't be well, there, there, there's some people that would assume that splitting the date means that the guy doesn't want a second date. And I, I don't think I that's might assume necess- that, too. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I would assume that as well. But um, I'm on the side of a guy paying on the first date. But that's just my taste. I understand that there's guys out there. And, and listen, we've said this on the podcast before. If, if you're OK with it, you're OK with it. There's no right or wrong answer here. Uh, the two thirds is just so specific that. Maybe he's OCD, like he has some sort of like thing with like numbers, like like this to me. It has to be more than just I mind complex. costs a little more. It's it's a complex answer. It can't. What I love about her TikTok is, and and this is kind of something that I do. I'm sure you do this too, Jordana. Is when someone. when something crazy happens, all you want is a third party to just go eye roll at you right like if i'm right, on like right. a flight i was i remember i was once uh getting boarding a flight and this guy put his guitar above the seat so there was no place for my bag and so i had to check my bag so i said was it gary la- our old podcast our old <laughs> no, podcast tour manager. Gary, i would have let it go i i our tour manager you know no, gary i would have let it go but he, but he put this guitar case and i was like and i i was like that's crap there you shouldn't be allowed and i i loudly said two two taking up the place of one like that was like my (laughs) like my revolt was to just yell that and all i wanted was someone else on the plane to just go "Mm -hmm, crazy like that was enough i all i needed and i love that this woman was like the waitress was like are you sure like it was like that was the most 
women backing women moment is the waitress being like, what? Like looking at him like he's crazy. Right. You want someone to share this experience with. I mean, if you've ever had a scenario where you like told someone a story that you thought was crazy and they were like, oh, I could see how that would happen. And you're like, oh, like, I wish I didn't even say anything to you. Like, I didn't want this response. I've ended friendships over less. Yeah, I. I... (laughs) But they're like, oh, yeah, I could see how someone would respond that way. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's not why I told you this story. It, yeah yeah it's like you're supposed to be on my side no matter what that's the only reason i'm telling you the story yeah i exactly do you so is this a red flag or deal breaker for you are you never going out with this guy again on the two-thirds the way it happened here um i would be i think turned off if they didn't offer to pay for the whole thing it'd be one thing if i insisted on splitting and they let me split this is weird. I don't think I think I'd be turned off by it probably unless the date went so well that like mm. went unbelievably well and this happened. I'd probably just be thinking about it for a long time. But I think otherwise I would keep going. Have you ever have you ever split a first date? I don't think I have. Okay. I, 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 I've, I think I've always picked up the tab. Um, but I'm a of, self-conscious piece of shit who wants the affection of everybody. So I don't. Well, I don't <laughs> think I've ever had someone who was like in who was like, so like assuming that would be the case. But there have been, I think, one or two times where I insisted on splitting because the date was so bad that I was like, sure. I don't want to owe this person anything. Like I, I want to make I, sure that like there's no weird balance of power here. I get that from the female side. Like I, I. I get that from the male side too, just being like, "Hey, let's split this up. Let's make sure that we never see each other again. Let's let's make sure that we both walk away even." You know, yeah. <laughs> like and I like I said, I would assume this guy didn't want to see me again. Yeah, I I guess if if a woman did this to me, I would go it it would be I would need a reason. I need to know why. It's so specific that it, like I'm trying to think of reasons why that I'd be cool with it. Like if she was like, I have this numbers thing, like that's like a, a, a little reason. OCD or something. A little yeah. OCD. I just have a thing with numbers. Um, that would be a good enough reason to go if out. She was again. like, I want to pay for one third of the date. Like I insist. Uh, oh, interesting. I, <laughs> I would go no, 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 and then she would go no, but I insist. I wouldn't want to go. I if she wouldn't let me just pay for the whole thing, I'd be like. I, I don't think off. this dynamic yeah. would yeah, be a turn off. I, I don't think this dynamic would work. I, I love that this person was like, I can't believe I'm very shocked. It went viral. You're shocked. This went viral. Uh, a, a cute girl, a cute woman, like a good looking woman complaining about a guy uh, talking about talking shit on a guy and uh, who wouldn't pay the full tab. Like this Nothing is what better. the internet is made for. Nothing better than that doofus voice. Uh, I'll pay for two thirds. Yeah, she did the bro voice. Uh, Like, what do you think? This is going to go. Of course, it's going to go viral. Well, if you're the dentist who's listening to this episode and like, that's me. I'm the two thirds guy. Please email in the reason. We will tell your side of the story. I would love to hear it personally. So if you know this guy or you are this guy, please let us know. I would love to hear the reason. I'm interested because I need to know how he got there. That's. And and there might be I there might be something we're not stating right now that would make sense. Right. I mean, I would assume he's a dentist. He can afford to pay for the whole thing. Yeah, listen, when you start out as a dentist, I think there's like you got to like, you know, build a book of business. I, I don't know. I, I just I, 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 
I'm just getting started. Yeah, it makes just sense to me, more got, sense to me if he was like an accountant or something. Yeah, but no dentists. You got medical school loans and dental shit. Dental school. Like, they don't dental go to school. Dental oh yeah, school. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anti dentite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another. Let's do it. Okay. Oh my. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. Oh my god! I just spent the night with a guy I've been seeing for a few months. And he went to brush his teeth and put the toothpaste directly into his mouth from the tube. Then went to uh, went to wet his toothbrush and started brushing his teeth. What? <laughs> he, he claims it's because he wants to get more toothpaste than the toothbrush will hold. But it's terrifying. Red flag, deal breaker, a non-issue. Please help. So it's almost like he likes brushing his teeth too much. Yeah, he likes a little bit too much toothpaste. This is a... I've heard that you're only supposed to put like a pea size of toothpaste. Yeah, I think it can get like once you get to a certain level, it can get like a little toxic. No, I'm not sure of the toxicity, but maybe I, 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 I will say you're this: to swallow the, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking to eat toothpaste, but I, <laughs> I will say this: this does seem like the way she explained how he gets toothpaste in his mouth. That is like how Matthew McConaughey would do brush his teeth in a rom-com. Like this feels very cool guy toothbrushing technique. You know, like when someone with a good body takes their T-shirt off from the back. Like, <laughs> you know, like this kind of is like, eh, I just brush my teeth. You know, like, like squirts it in his mouth. You know, like this is a, it's almost too cool for me. If he did it in that way, I think it'd be a deal breaker. If he did it almost in like a, an awkward, weird way, I think it would be a red flag. Like a oh, so the more awkward, if he was like, I, if he was embarrassed about it a little bit, I think it'd be a red flag. But he's like, this I don't is think just I, I don't. Know, <laughs> they'd have to admit that it's weird. Like I know this is weird, but no, anyone who does it this way thinks they're the coolest. Like this, like this guy must be brushing his teeth while on his Harley and in a leather jacket. Like there's no other way for it. Like this is the most Zach Morris teeth brushing technique i've ever heard of in my entire life so you think he just did it to like impress her or something yeah i think there's a little bit to that like i i can't to not put the toothpaste on the on the brush is insanity you think he was taught that seems very odd it just feels too much like a decision Tom Cruise would make with a character in a movie where the opening sequence was him getting ready to leave the house that day. And he's a sniper and lives out of a bag and lives in an, an apartment that's too nice. Like, I, I, I just, I, I see this, I see the sequence of events and it's just very, you know when, like, you only see things in movies and you never see them in real life? Like, this to me is like, the punch bowl at a dance. Like I've never seen a punch bowl at a dance. There's a punch bowl at every dance on TV. Like I've okay. never, the, the, I've never seen someone take the toothpaste, s just squirt it in their mouth and then just start brushing away. So if this is a woman, you go in, you the, see her doing that. I, I, I would be like, I, I, she's too cool for me. I like, I, <laughs> this is too cool. The only reason I would see to do it is if you brush your teeth in the shower. Because if you brush your teeth in the shower, the transfer of toothpaste to the brush to then your mouth is a lot of movement with the water coming at you. So shower, red flag, 
regular not shower deal breaker. N- not shower deal breaker because it's not what they're doing something that they don't do. He, it's just impossible. Okay, assuming think? It, I think again, like they're a little embarrassed about it, but that's just kind of like the habit they've gotten into. Red mm. flag. My whole thing for me is like sort of like social norms and like self awareness. Mm-hmm. So like you've got to just admit that it's weird. If you could, you most things I'm okay different. with. If you admit that it's weird and you kind of don't know why you do it, or like it's just a thing that you like and you know it's weird, that's usually okay for me. If you're trying to like pretend that it's not weird, that's really my issue. But that's kind of my point. Like some people are doing things because they want to be Zoe De Chanel in New Girl. Like like <laughs> yeah, it's just my weird thing I do when I brush my teeth. It's like no, you don't. You right. fucking started doing this a week ago because you moved to Brooklyn and you got a new toothbrush and you thought you looked cool doing it. Like, like get the fuck out They're of here. Miss Lippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. The fucking glue. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just putting glue on their face because they figured it would be a good thing to do. I don't know. I it just a little. It's a little too turning the chair around to sit in it backwards. AC Slater for me. That's very funny. I haven't thought about the backwards chair pull in a bit. They're making a Save by the Bell reboot. Are you serious? Yeah, I just saw an Are they all in it. it? I don't know. I assume at least one of them with the least going on is in it. I'm sure Screech is. I mean, there you go. <laughs> it seems like the type. All right, let's do one more. So, oh, Sean uh, so- just said four of them are in it. No Screech. Wow. Surprise no in the century. Scre- wow. He's not one of them? That's very odd. He might, Jess is yelling that he might have gotten arrested recently. Oh, I feel like I remember that from like maybe a couple of years ago. He's had issues. He's too much of a liability. <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's do one more. All right. You go on this extravagant first date with a guy and find out that he invites every girl he goes out with on this exact same date. Situation. Go horseback riding and then have dinner at, his, at the specific vineyard in the area. You find out out he has taken the last five girls he has been with on this date and when he asks girls on dates whether they happen to go or not he suggests this date to them okay i don't know if this has happened then this guy is like a serial killer and rich (laughs) like a rich serial killer like like that to me is like to me it's a deal breaker because it's like when does the performance end i'll go on the date but like how much do I owe this person, right? Like, this goes back to the payment of owing. Right. I wonder, like, I mean, which date is this? Oh, it's first date. First date, first date. I don't want to spend... First date, I'm out, even if I'm the only person he takes there. I don't want to go on that long I'm first date with someone. I don't know if I like them. Sure. I don't want to commit to a whole horseback riding vineyard. This is like a six-hour date here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm out no matter what. I'm out right. if this is the first date. I think the more like, realistic thing is it's like... This is a fifth date. Let's say, let's say you find out. Okay, let's make it even worse. Ready? <laughs> you find out that he does this for the three-month anniversary of the last two women he's dated. <laughs> okay. And now that this is, is your three-month anniversary. Yeah. I think that's more realistic and a better one. Sorry to change your submission. <laughs> Thank you for your submission. Um. You find out. I wonder how. One, I wondered how you find out. But um, the guy on the way in is like, Gaston, welcome back. <laughs> well, here's the thing. On the one hand, to play devil's advocate for this guy, it's like, mm. this works. Like, it's a good date. 
Most well, girls, I think, would enjoy it if they're dating you for three months. They probably like you enough. They're like, this is really romantic. I like it. I get why. It's the same reason guys take the same girl- girls to restaurants as a first date. They're mm-hmm. kind of like, this works. I get it. Well, this works is probably the reason she's sending it in. Because it's like, do you want to be someone that someone's trying to get things to work with? And then, and then you have to wonder, what are they trying to get to work? Is it? And, and you would have to wonder, like, is this all to have sex? Like, is this an investment for sex or to impress me to want to like him? Well, it depends if you're into this kind of thing. I, I, who's not in? I guess you and I just said we're saying. both not into it. But I, I, I is it I, so different than like I take you to a really nice dinner for our three months for like or whatever? Like, what's the difference? I think I'm fine with it. As a three, you're talking about the three month anniversary. Yeah. Thing. The more mm. I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, like this is like a nice thing. He's done it before. Other people have liked it. Um, unless he's like telling me that he does this, then like, well, it's very that, obvious that he's done it. I think that's that, a different thing. That was the question I was going to ask. Like, let's say you were like, oh my God, this date, what a great three month anniversary. Thank you. What made you think of this? And he goes, actually my, I did this for my last, my ex. I loved it. I knew you would love it. She liked it, but I, you know, we didn't work out. Obviously I'm here with you. So I knew it would be a really good time. I think it'd be a red flag. I still don't think I'd be out because I'd be like, I'd if you're a guy if that if that's the situation and you're a guy, lie mm. or omit. Yeah, I don't think yeah, you I'm need to you. tell everyone the truth. But I don't think the act of doing it in itself is like a bad thing necessarily. Like some things work. Like everyone has like lingerie that works. Like maybe yeah. you used it with a different guy, but you're not show you're not like showing it off, being like sure. this worked. You don't know I like my ex loved this. Like you I'm sure you're gonna love it your too. Laun- <laughs> you don't replenish your lingerie. You're like, oh, the relationship ended, gotta burn all my lingerie. Like no, Exactly. You, like you some things shit. work. People yeah. like them. You know it. I think it's okay. I wouldn't okay, advertise would you, it though. Would you rather, ready? Takes you on the horseback riding date in the vineyard to the area, whatever. It's your three month anniversary. What he either says, and you go, "How'd you come up with this?" And he goes, uh, "I did this with my ex." It's that version, or he says, "I actually had a group on." <laughs> <laughs> that is so. That is a very good one because it's like kind of almost even. Sure. Um. Either way, I would. It's like. They are both annoying because they're both, even if they're true, just too much information. I, I, yeah, like, I agree. Information always kills the romance. <laughs> Mystery is very hot. You walk in, they're like, yeah, I agree. The, yeah, the curtains being drawn. You don't. You want to keep the curtains. Uh, you know, don't show backstage. You don't want to see right. all the. You know the things going on backstage. The costume changes. We don't need to see. No that. one wants to see where the meat is made. No, exactly. I. What if you walk into the vineyard and they're like, Gaston, welcome back. 20% off again. <laughs> like, that's the worst case oh scenario. My God. Yeah, that's the worst. I mean, like, that at least is not his fault. But, uh, um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think it would be, it would be a red flag because I'd be like, this person is going to talk too much and get themselves in trouble a lot with me. And it's going to end badly. <laughs> well, we did it again, Jordana. We solved dating. We did. Another fun, fun episode. Great, uh, great seeing you again. To the listeners out there, if you've gone this far, you should share the episode. Go make it your Instagram story. Tell a friend, a coworker. We talked a little bit in the beginning about, you know, 
the the winter is coming for a lot of people and they're looking for ways to kind of you know preserve their sanity and we hope we can do that for you and i think that's a great gift to give to a friend so share 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 rate review subscribe we'll be back next episode bye you up is hosted by jared freed and jordana abraham our editor is sean kilby social media by dana samuel artwork by Brittany levine our podcast managers are mike coscarelli and sean kilby be sure to follow us at you up pod on instagram and email your questions to uup at betches.com Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.